Yeah. It started just slipping out through my hand. I was grabbing the top of it. <laughs> Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. We're going to have to talk about what we just talked about off the air for a second here, but happy to be here with you. This is part two of our special with Liverpool Warriors boys lacrosse, and we are here at the beginning of the season, just a few games into the 2023 campaign. And, of course, we have part one for you. We hope you go back and check that out with Joey Sacco and Brad Cole. We're here with Aaron Clothier and head coach Mike Felice on the broadcast of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. We're here every month at Avicoli's down the road from Liverpool High School at 7839 Oswego Road in Liverpool, our exclusive home for our Liverpool Warriors broadcast. So, gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. So, Aaron, i got to shout out the fact, since I'm a goatee guy, I, I, I respect I respect the uh, facial hair game. I do. Thank you. Not many people like it. Are you, are you, are you 23 now, 24? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Not yet? No. I was going to say, because you know what? I'm going to tell you this right now. Anybody that dogs you about the facial hair, it takes some people forever to grow facial hair. Those two right there. <laughs> <laughs> Those two right there. Yeah. No, it takes a long time. I had like a full mustache at 12 because I'm Italian and Hispanic and your body just, that's what happens. I'm very proud though because I prayed to God as a child that I wouldn't be a hairy person. So I have a lot of facial hair, but I'm not a hairy individual, which is a good thing. So respect. And this, this was the, this took the longest. To, everything else grew, but the connector of the goatee took the longest time. Haven't got it yet. Yeah, that's haven't got the, it. That's the thing that will take time. But I did mine as kind of an ode to you know a little respect to Tony Stark. So I change it up. I cut the middle here. I let like a shark fin come out sometimes. Do a bunch of different stuff with it. I like to I like to mess with it. And every April 26th, so coming up, mm -hmm. I wish my goatee, I say to the real goat, and I wish it a happy anniversary. And I think I think this is our five year anniversary right now. Four or five years. So I respect I respect the facial hair game. Coach, no facial hair. Nothing. Clean shave today. Okay. Now have you ever rocked a goatee? No, I still can't do the connector. You still can't I connect. still can't connect. That's what I'm saying. I, I feel like men don't talk about yeah. how there's very few of us that yeah. can connect it. That's true. And I used to, like, shave. Because they say, like, you shave in that spot. It'll, like, I'm try to good. command the hair to come in. So I would always, like, go over it. And then I think 21 it finally came in. I got a couple years. Until yeah. I was on that. You got a few years yeah. for that. So, Coach, having fun with the guys again. You and I have done this for many years. We were talking about it off the air. Why do you love this program you know you can love lacrosse but why do you love Liverpool? uh i started my career here and it was you know as a i was a beville guy so when i first came out of college and i got i started student teaching in liverpool and got offered the job i was a little apprehensive i was like this is a rival coming over to this side and then once i got here i just i never looked back i absolutely loved it the community the just the players, I mean, guys like we have here, Brad, Aaron, Joey, um, and guys that still aren't here, guys that we've had in the past, and, you know, guys coming up the, the pipe, and just their families, and been so welcoming, and just it's truly a community, um, lacrosse-wise, and even in the district. So definitely enjoying it. Um, I, I can't see myself anywhere else, 
Yeah, I just love being here and love being with these guys. Have you been forgiven for crossing enemy lines? <laughs> yeah, every time I, you know, now that I, I actually live in Beetle now. Yeah. So that makes it a little interesting that, you know, my daughters are coming here to cheer for Liverpool and they go to Beville. So yeah. I don't know when that shift will happen. They're a little <laughs> young, but I, I know it will come and uh, we'll see how we cross that bridge. Yeah, you know, and I've, I've lived in Beville and I've lived in Liverpool. Yeah. So, and I mean, to people that don't know, Beville, Clay, and Liverpool are like the same place. Sure. Because you go you go down a certain street and now it's Clay. Yeah. So it's, it's really interesting. And it's funny too, because Chick-fil-A Clay is considered Liverpool New York, which is very confusing. Mm -hmm. And whenever you go to the doctors, they're like, where do you want, you know, to have your prescription set? And then you tell them like, when you say, oh, this isn't Clay, and they're like, there is no Clay. There's a Liverpool, so it's very confusing, but not too far away from each other. That's why I think the rivalry is so good. Aaron, that's your favorite? Yeah, that and CNS started a couple years ago. CNS has picked up in the rivalry, but definitely Beville. What is it about the Beville rivalry that you love so much? It's just bad blood as soon as it gets on the field. We're all friends. We've all been playing club lacrosse with each other for years, and yeah. we're that close to each other, and it's... Usually whoever wins that is, is the top dog. CNS, if, if the bad blood is Beville, then what does CNS feel like? They're getting there. Okay. We, we had a uh, couple close games with them last year, and, but we won the one that mattered to get to the championship. So, you know, it's definitely improving, but it's not at the level of Beville yet. Okay. Coach, do you still feel like it's, it's Beville or just CNS? bring a different feel to it as well. I definitely think Beville is the one that um, get, it, it gets energy going. Yeah. Beville does. Um, it's, and it's a good energy. And like these, like, like what Aaron just said, I mean, all of these guys know each other yeah. on Beville. So they are good friends off the field. But once we're on that field, it is, it's, it's intense. But afterwards, they're, you know, they're hugging, talking to each other. And, you know, it's, and they carry on after that, which is pretty cool. CNS is just, it's just a different, different type of rivalry. It's, you know, I almost feel like some of it stems from like football and then it kind of naturally with the football players that play lacrosse, it kind of blends over to, to lacrosse. So it's definitely a rivalry for sure. It's just, they're just a different feel when you play both those teams. And I just find it interesting too, because if you're coming out of Liverpool, to go to one rivalry, you go up and to the left. Yeah. And the other one is up and to the right. Yeah. So, you know, they're kind of similar distance from you as well. So, Aaron, I know the season's early in 2023, but do you have a favorite moment already that you think that a team can build on? Uh, oh, that a team could build on? Or just a favorite moment? Probably our last game that we just had. Uh, we came out slow and the game didn't end our way, but we all came together after the game and talked and realized what we had to do for the rest of the season to improve and get to where we want to go. What did you learn from that game? We got to come with energy. We all got to be on the same page. Energy has to be there from the start to the end, and we just got to pick each other up as we go. So you talk about energy. Why was there a lack of energy in that game? I, I don't really know. We just got off the bus slow, and we just didn't have the energy. We picked it up in the third quarter, and we had a little run, and then again, it just died down. And once we get it through the whole game, it's, it's different. So you talk about energy. Who's the fire starter on the team if you need energy? Uh, 
probably coach. He's, he's subtle with it, but he gets us all in the right mind, and we start picking each other up after he gets on us, and we learn from it. Coach, would you say that? Are you are you the fire starter? Are you the match? Um, it's a hard one to answer. Um, I, I would like to say yes, but I also I also feed off of them. Yeah, you know, it's, I, I don't think it's just the one way. I there's there's definitely times that in the games that I, I see them and how they're reacting, yeah. and I feed off of that. And I also see times when things may not be going well for them. And then that makes me go to a different side to try to be the person that's you know, now encouraging them instead of trying to be that fire. You know, so just trying to, I, that's where I mean by feeding off of them is I see where they're at and I try to support whatever end that they're at, either really good middle or we're struggling. So that's, that's my goal, and that's what I how, what I try to give to them every every practice and every game. You meet them where they are. Yes, absolutely. That's and a good way to put it. how have you learned the art of doing that? You know what? Um, it it's definitely new. If I'm being very honest, when I started out, I was not like that. I was very, um, I would say, black and white. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I met kids where they needed to be met at. Okay. And I would say over the past, you know, like five-ish years, I think what once me having kids changed my perspective. I think just maturing as a coach changed my perspective. Yeah. And especially this group that we had at, like for the past two, three years, they really helped me, I don't want to say loosen up, but let me let them be who they are and each team is different and some of that is with them being super loose and loose doesn't always mean that they're not serious and that was something that i had to kind of grow into that when i saw them loose and relax and you know not messing around but you know busting on each other a little bit that that doesn't mean they're not dialed in you know that's just that team's identity and each team has a different identity. And that's another thing that I think I've, I've really grown in as just kind of just knowing these kids and knowing the identity and just supporting that identity and just realizing that these kids want to win. They're not here just because they want to hang out. Yeah. They want to win. And whatever it takes for them to have a practice, be, you know, maybe a little looser. Some teams, they like a little tighter. And, you know, I think that's my job as a coach to be able to find that medium with them and let them be who they are so that we can be successful. Because what really matters is how they are as kids and how they respond and the buttons to push for them. And, it, and it's different for each one of them in here. So um, I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned as a coach. And I, and I think that's definitely helped us. I love it. I appreciate that answer. You have something to say, Aaron I, I agree with it because I've been here for a while and I remember my first year, it was very like, not, I don't want to say strict, but we, we got in, we got the job done. We got out. Now it's, we, we talk a little bit, you know, what are we feeling today in practice? How's everyone feeling? How's everyone's day? And just stuff like that. So as coach has evolved, how has it maybe brought more out of you? I've definitely loosened up a little. I, I would, I, 
don't want to say I was tight, but I, I was like hesitant to do things. And now it's just free flow. Everyone's feeding off of each other and coach just loves it and encourages us to be better. Talk with your teammates here, Joey and Brad, about the fact that they'll be going up against each other in the NE10. You're going to be joining Joey at LeMoyne. Yep. Why LeMoyne? Uh, it's, it's close to home. Obviously a great academic school, amazing coach, amazing program. And like at the same time, it's, it's that place far away from home if I need it to be. And if I need to come home on the weekends, I can. Yeah. Are you, do you come home for hugs and goulash like Joey does? <laughs> hugs, yeah. Goulash, not so much. What's, I like goulash, but not as much as Joey eats it. <laughs> so what do you, what do you like at home? What's the, what's the home cooking that you like? Chicken parm, chicken riggies. Chicken parm and chicken riggies. All right. Who's making it? My mom. Your mom? Oh, yeah. Okay. Is mom the only cook in the house? Dad cooks like burgers, steak. Things like that. Mom's usually pasta and chicken parm, chicken riggies, things like that. Is she doing homemade riggy sauce? No. No. Okay. I think it's Avicoli's riggy sauce. Okay. Well, shout out to mom for that shit. Yeah. That's plugged me in this bag, so that's pretty cool. So, Coach, we've talked a lot about food here. When you go home, what do you like to be made for you if you can pick anything? Uh, I love Mexican food. Absolutely love Mexican food. So if I had to go to... I would eat that three, four nights a week. I agree because, like I said, part of you know, that's part of my blood is is having this Hispanic background. What I don't like that people ask me is, and I won't say the names of the companies because they don't work with me, but I'll say what they rhyme with: schmoes and and schmipotle. <laughs> but uh, what somebody says to me, what's more authentic? Neither. Like in a grandiose scale, neither. And the thing that I find interesting is if you go into a Chimapotle, you almost never see anybody Hispanic working there. You know, to me, like, if I'm going to go to a place, I want somebody who knows culture, knows the food. You know, it doesn't have to be everybody. But I love that food. So I make homemade nachos, which I would rival anybody with. And I want to get in. So I want to get into the Mexican food for you. What's What are your go-tos? I like, I'm, a, I'm a big seafood guy with that. So I like okay. to... The shrimp taco, shrimp burrito. I like a little catfish burrito. Um, catfish is pretty good. A swordfish is good too. Yeah. Not, not necessarily a Hispanic thing, but I've had swordfish before. So you like that type of so you like yeah. the seafood side of it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Aaron, do you dabble in the schmoes or schmapotle? Uh, somewhere else? A little bit here and there. Usually with the guys after games, we'll go to. Schmoes. <laughs> I love it. So I can tell you something. So I couldn't find good queso in the community. So I, I would go to Schmoes. Mm-hmm. And now Salt City Kitchen and Catering. I just went over there. One of my buddies was like, you got to try the tacos over there. Because I, I couldn't find a place of good tacos. So I went over, got the tacos, and they had queso. And they make it right there. And the two owners are cooking all the time, Chris and Kevin. So they're like, yo, we're going to you know, try it. So whenever they're making a new sauce, they'll just give it to me and try and say like a tomatillo sauce and all that. So they'll bring it over to me. I wanted the queso so bad over the weekend for the men's and women's NCAA tournament championships. They were closed on Sunday. And I and I texted them. I said, you guys open? And I didn't think they were. They were like, no, but we might go over. We'll let you know if we do. They made me queso, 
had it warmed for me in a closed restaurant to come pick up. And he goes, I gave you enough so you have it for both tournament championships. That's awesome. So I felt like a VIP. I was like, am I Mariah Carey right now? I mean, it's kind of nice. So I can appreciate that. So I do like the food talks. I'm super hungry right now. Coach, we do the tell me something good. You heard these guys tell you say something good about you. Why did you choose to bring Joey, Aaron, and Brad here? Tell me something good about them. Well, they're our leaders, honestly, at the end of the day. Um, Aaron, I've known, was it third grade he moved to? Second. Second, second. grade. So I, I've taught Aaron since he's in second grade, coached him in football and modified, and I've known him ever since. So I've known him for, you know, 11, 12 years or so. And Joey, same thing. What was it, Joey? Like kindergarten? Yeah. So I've known Joey since he's been in kindergarten. So just relationship-wise with that is huge. Um, and Brad is someone who's come on into this program as a very, very integral part of what we do. And he's probably one of the toughest players that I've ever coached um, from a physical aspect, mental aspect, and he brings a lot to our offense and our defense, and he does chirp, and I love that. And – so these guys, they all play a special role in our program, and they're the three guys that I lean on when I, you know, every day at practice and at games. Do you, knowing that you know these guys will be moving on, do you already kind of look and in the back of your head think about the the next group that you can lean on? I do, and I think there is a group there. Um, there's a junior class that up that's with us right now that we've had since freshman and um, there's definitely a core group of kids that I can lean on there as well and you know I'm, I'm doing that now too uh, with them just gotta know they're gonna be the next group um, you know but these, these three guys here I mean there's a couple other seniors here that aren't here as well but you know this this group is you know one of our core groups that really make us go and is you know who, who their teammates rely on, who I rely on, and you know they are the catalyst for our success. One more run, Aaron. Last one. Is that always in your mind somewhere that this is one more? Uh, yes. And because of that, you know, you got to live every practice, every day, every game to the fullest, and you know, just don't have any regrets at the end of the day. I don't, I don't want to interrupt, but I forgot. I, I didn't really answer the Aaron and Joey or the Aaron and Joey part of something good. Yeah, go ahead. I said relationships. Yes, we have relationships. But Joey is also an energy starter for us. You know, he's got his little uh, celebrations going. And that, Does he typically that wear sandals when it's raining outside? Joey's got his style, you know? <laughs> So, so he's he's an energy guy for us. You know, he comes off, you know, picking his apples and he's doing his thing. And you know, it, it ain't easy. And he, and he he gets us going. And Aaron and Aaron, what he brings to the table is he has that that straight up leadership, and people listen when he talks. So if there's you know, I'll go up to Aaron and be like, hey, just want to let you know, you know, we're a little down right now. Like, we need you right now. And then he goes around, gets in, <clears throat> excuse me, and gets in guys' ears, and all of a sudden things get better. So that's that's a huge thing that brings that Aaron brings to the table. So I, I wanted to not just say relationships, but I want to get more specifics, like I did with Brad. No, I appreciate that, and I'm not saying this because you're here, because you and I have done this for a long time. I really appreciate how candid you are, yeah. and I appreciate 
I want to, first and foremost, I appreciate that you come out and do this, but the fact that I can tell that you care. I mean, I've done this for almost 20 years. I know the coaches that care. And the fact that you can really dig deep into who these guys are, it shows that you're going beyond wins and losses. So I appreciate it. I don't think coaches, I think you get accolades when you win, but I don't think you get thank yous for what you do. So I want to thank you for that. Thank you. And Aaron, you have the wonderful pleasure of telling me something good because you have to tell me something good about Joey, your current and future teammate. Brad, your current teammate and future enemy and coach. Well, starting off with Joe, like Coach said, always has the energy. You know, if, if someone's having a bad day, he picks you up, and he's just always there. He's got your back no matter what. Brad, Brad's always a kid he can lean on because, you know, he's, he's he's like a big brother at times, even though, you know, I'm the oldest here. I'm the, I'm the real big brother. He's, he's always got your back as well, and he's always got something nice to say, and it'll pick you up as well. And Coach, just the – the bond he brings to the table with all of the guys. He has a bond with every single one of the guys and he just feels for them. It's, it's like he's a part, he's obviously a part of the team, but it's like he's a player again. And he's, he's someone that understands the game and teaches us and we can feed, feed off of that and do the same thing to each other. Before we jump in rapid fire, Aaron, I want you to tell me what coaches brought out in you. Well, the last couple of years, I'm not really, not really a talker during games. I'm usually quiet, but this year, you know, he's really brought out the leadership in me. And because of that, everybody off of on the team feeds off of that. And it's helped me grow as a person and go into that leadership role and just help the team and guys just feed off of it. And it's all together. It's good for the team. How do you get it out of Pushing me, pushing me to my limits, kind of. Uh, we have those heart-to-heart conversations, and if he, he can say something to me, and I know he doesn't mean anything bad about it, and I just know he expects the most out of me because that's what I'm capable of. And once I get to that point and I realize it, it just brings it out of me, and that's that's really it. Right before rapid fire, Coach, you have been around this game for a long time. Why is it fun? Like you just heard Aaron say that, yeah, you're a part of the team as a coach, but you feel like you're a part of the team, part of the team like a player. Why are you so passionate about lacrosse? Well, lacrosse has done a lot of things for me, opened a lot of doors for me, and it has really, you know, got me to being able to, I think, get a job here out of college, yeah. um, get this coaching job out of college. I love playing so much in high school and college, and I didn't realize how quickly it goes. So I honestly, in a way, live through these guys with how they are in the field. And I, I want to, I would love to play with them. And a couple of drills I do do with them just because I, it just makes me feel like, all right, maybe I still got a little bit left. You know, like it was just, I don't know. I just, I just love being around them. And I, I just live through them knowing that, you know, they have, this year left and they have four more years after that to play at the next level. And that's a very precious thing that some kids don't get a chance to do and it goes super quick. So um, I just, like I keep saying, I just kind of live through them with that on the field. So I just want to be part of it. And I, I, I want to be a positive part of that. And I want them to be able to look back and be like, man, I had a, such a great time. You know, we, we just gelled well as a group, um, you know, 
just just little things like little moments like this you know it's, it's i think that's special and it's stuff that you know i don't, I don't forget about and i hope that these, these can be like a lasting memories for these guys as well yeah i, I call these shows time capsules because you can go back to them and, and so can you so i don't do the show just for this season i do it because it's a time capsule because we can always go back and what i love is when someone comes home and they come up to me. I don't love that they call me Mr. Tortora because I'm not old. But, you know, when they, you know, somebody comes in, they say, Mr. Tortora, do you remember me? I was on the show two years ago or five years ago. Me and my buddies, you know, we were on the show. We really love doing it. I do it for you guys more than I do it for anything else because putting a spotlight on Central and Upstate New York is important to me. You guys getting recruited, having a future. I mean, people say, why did you come back to New York? There's a lot of reasons, but... One of the reasons that I love is that anytime I hear that you're going and continuing your career scholastically, you know, athletically and whatnot, it makes me excited and happy. And I love it. I love when coaches win in this community. And I love when you guys get to tell me, like, I'm going to Lemoyne, going to Southern New Hampshire. Like, that means the world to me because the spotlight is what you deserve. And as long as I'm alive, that's what we're going to do. So, Aaron, why do you love lacrosse uh i started playing i think i was four four or five and just from there the friendships i've built coaches i've met people i've played against played with it's just something that i've really enjoyed and have fun with and it's it's really been a coping mechanism i guess you can say it's always something i can fall on like if i'm having a bad day i'll grab my stick i'll go hit the wall i'll shoot and i just feel better afterwards I appreciate that. Rapid fire. Coach, you've done it many times. You get to ask me the first question. What is something that we probably don't know about you? Like something that's just maybe, I don't know, unique, different, or? I have written at least 40 songs. Really? Yeah. 40. And so I've sang since I was three. And I wrote, I haven't written in a while, but I wrote a lot of, I always call music poetry emotion. So I would just write and rhyme it and then turn it into something. And I've actually created some music too. So, yeah. I had no idea. That's yeah. awesome. All right. Coach. I like that question. What's something, what's something that we don't know about you? Um, this past summer, I started a sod installation company. So that's like my summer gig that I do. Uh, just keep you busy when I'm not coaching these guys. So you like it? Yeah, I love it. I just like like the manual labor part of things. I like being outside. I just like that stuff. So it worked out. I like that. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. So we know who to call. Yeah, if he's some side, call this guy up. I got you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I like that. Aaron, what's your question? So we've been talking a lot about food on both of these. And yes. uh, what is your go-to meal? Your favorite one that you could have. So the girls asked me what I couldn't live without. I said pizza because I could do a lot of different things with pizza. But my go-to meal that I can't live without. So there's two things that make me believe that I was born in Atlantis under the water. <laughs> and that's the fact that I can swim for like eight hours at a time. I breathe better underwater. Like I can hold my breath better underwater than I can above water. I don't know how. And I will go on vacation and look across the pool and pick a far destination. And I will go underwater 
and trying to swim all the way there underwater without coming up for a breath or anything. And I challenge myself every time. So with that being said, probably shrimp because, you know, you got to have the seafood if you're going to be from the ocean. So I would say shrimp because my mom, like for New Year's, she put a plate of like the baby shrimp in front of me and she just set it down and there's like 60 and she walked out of the room and I go, are you really going to do this? And when she walked out and came back, there's 27 left. So I love shrimp so much. I could eat shrimp every day. I don't think I don't think I get sick of shrimp. I had so much though on the cruise that I went on that I I think I think I was getting mercury poisoning. <laughs> so I will say that. So okay. All right, now let's see here. Let's see here. I asked Brad this one. I asked Joey that. I'm going to ask Aaron. Let's see. All right, we're going to go to movies. Shall we go to movies? Aaron, you can live in, a, in any movie world. What movie world do you choose to live in? And what character do you decide to be? Uh, I'm going to go to my favorite movie. That's The Sandlot. Oh, and I want to be uh, Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Yes. I like that. Why? It's just the main character. You know, he, he's the leader. He's a, he's a stud, as Joe just said. <laughs> he's the man. Yeah. It would be great to, great to live back in the day in that movie. I actually have a Sandlot shirt that I think it says Legends are Born or something like yep. that. So, yeah, I do have a Sandlot shirt. I like that. All right, Coach, what's your last one for me? Last one. When you were a kid, favorite TV show? That's so easy. Boy Meets World. Yeah, Topanga? Always. But, so here's a crazy thing. Topanga. I think – so there's two things about this that I find awesome because I don't believe in coincidences. I call them God incidences. So I was at Five Below – like last week, and and I was going through the T-shirts because they have really cool shirts there sometimes, and they had a Topanga shirt, and I bought it for like five bucks, and my dad came over to the house, and I go, I got to show you something, and my dad looked at it and started laughing. He was like, he's like, that's an amazing shirt. Yeah. But I actually met Topanga. Did you really? And I interviewed Topanga for what? my entertainment show, Superpowered Pop. So I was down in New York City. We've done six New York Comic Cons. And this was pre-pandemic. I think it was 2019, 2018 or 2019. And Boy Meets World was coming out. First, it was the first group that they announced was going to be there. And I legitimately said, I don't care if I do anything else in my life. I have to go to see them. And it was it was Corey, Topanga, and Eric. So Ben Savage, who plays Corey, not a nice guy in that day. Not proud of it. He was like, I walked up to him and he goes, yep. I said, how's your day going? And he just kept writing and he was like, yeah, 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 good, good, good. And he's like, what's your name? And he did that and barely even looked up. I went over to Danielle Fisher, who played Topanga, nicest girl in the world. And all these guys were going up there just like heavy crushing on her. Yeah. And I was talking to her like a human being. I don't like go up like a dog and start losing my mind. So I just started talking to her and we were talking about Buffalo and she went there with her mom one time. And I was kind of like, oh, okay. And I'm starting to walk away. Like, I don't want to take up your time. And she kept talking. And I said, you know what? Do you want to take a picture? She had no handler. She took my phone. She's like, come in close. And so we took a picture next to each other. I sent it to my mom and I go, why do I look happier with her than I look with the person I'm with? Oh, yeah. And and here's a crazy thing about life. I came home. And the day after I came home, that relationship had ended. So it was just funny how that happened. Not because I met Danielle Fischel, but... But say, yeah, so Topanga is awesome. And then I got to interview them and I asked, I asked the three of them what the 
of everything that they learned on Boy Meets World, what was the most lasting message, like piece of advice? And so one of them said, lose one friend, lose one friend, lose all friends, lose yourself, which was in the shell. But the guy that plays Eric, Will Friedel, genuinely, he's Eric in real life. He is the nicest guy. We talked for a really long time. And and he he literally, I think he like, after meeting him, I think they saw him like a gas station and said, could you just be yourself? He is a nice, sweet soul of a person and treats you like a friend when you meet him. Like he was talking to me about my sneakers and stuff. We were hanging out for a while. And yeah, so I would say that's, it's Boy Meets World, but I have a deeper connection to it now. Yes, you do. I like that. So, all right, coach. Hmm. If you had to dress up like any character, animal, Marvel character, DC, literally anything, if for Halloween your team could make you dress up like a character, what character would you hope that they never picked? Never picked? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Like, what would you say if they brought you a costume this Halloween? I think we should do this, by the way. But if they brought you a costume this Halloween, you looked at them and you said, no, absolutely not. We're not doing it. Uh, I don't even know. I just don't think you guys would do me like that. <laughs> well, if you picked one that you – then maybe pick one that you like. Yeah, one that they could see you in. I, I love Denzel Washington. Okay. So if I could be like, or even like John Wick. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. You know, like. So some, you've seen all of them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, okay. like, if I, you know, I I would not be upset if there was some John Wick swag or somewhere. I would, you okay. know, I'd probably embrace it. Okay. John Wick. I've yeah. never gotten that answer before. Here in your last one. What is your favorite kind of music to listen to? It's so tough. So there's three main ones I listen to. Hip hop, country, and RV. Mm -hmm. But if I had to pick what's in my car right now that I that I legitimately like have to listen to daily, it's Maybach Music Two by Rick Ross. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So I, I love I love a good beat, and with the stand up comedy side to what I do, mm -hmm. I I know the two songs that I would come out on stage to. So the day that I get to perform in the dome, it would be put on by Young Jeezy. And then it would be Maybach music if I was somewhere else. That's great. Yeah, Maybach music too. That's great. It, it's the one time that you will hear my car vibrate. So like if, if I'm coming to the game on Thursday and I'm playing Maybach, you will hear me from Cicero. <laughs> you will hear me from Cicero. And the thing is I turn it down a little for like the verse, but the chorus for Maybach music too is the best part. So that's when I crank it. So wherever I am, I kind of handle it like a DJ. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I got to play that all the time. All right. I'm going to stay with music, Aaron. So what's the song? If I went into your car right now and I turned, I turned on your ox or whatever you listen to, what's the song you'd be playing right now? Uh, they're over there saying Lowdown by uh, Little Baby because we, we listen to that before every game in the locker room. And okay. that's usually the go-to to get everybody hyped. Okay. Gets everybody focused and – Probably that to start off. As soon as we get in the car, probably that. Okay. That's Coach's favorite, I'm sure. <laughs> Ric Flair drip, they got it. That's why it's in my car right now. Yeah. 
Great flare drip. I like it. So with that being said, for Aaron Clothier, as well as Coach Mike Police, for myself, Dan Tortora, this has been another special Liverpool Warriors on-site allocation every month at Avicoli's. Boys lacrosse here early on in the season. Make sure you go out and see the team all season long. And, of course, as they step forward into college, go out and see them and support them as well. The cool thing about next season is you can go to Lemoyne. i got to check the schedule and see for sure, for sure, Southern New Hampshire. But there's an opportunity that you get to see all three of them again on the field, which is really, really cool. So thank you, Coach, as always, for letting me do this. And thanks, Aaron, for being awesome and rocking my second favorite goatee in the room right now. Thank you for having me. Thank you. You do a great job. Thank you so much for supporting us. Absolutely. So we'll see you all on Thursday. Yeah, looking forward to it. Take care. All right, we're good. Cool.